Ladies and gentlemen of Hashtag Nation, welcome back once again to another fun-filled episode of two guys talking about the Buffalo Bills that nobody will watch. Uh, no, no, no donuts this morning, though. No, no donuts, donuts. No donuts. Yeah, because, it's... I mean, when gas prices are 7 bucks, I'm not driving Paul around for two hours. Okay, <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> Hashtag Sports is proud to partner with Mr. Rogers Homes. Sean Rogers is a proud Western New Yorker and is now your Arizona relocation specialist. You can see his reviews as a top 1% agent on Zillow, Homes, and Trulia.com. Go ahead and download his free Arizona relocation guide found in the description of this video. Subscribe to his YouTube channel and, as Sean would say, God bless America and go Bills. I'll send him some donuts, but I'm not driving around for seven Listen, hours. only Americans will complain about $4 a gallon, yet sit in line at the drive-thru at Starbucks for a $7 coffee for 30 minutes, right? Only in America. Blast. Only in America. I will not do that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, nope, not doing it. But, you know, it, we're, we're actually separate just because of schedules this week. So it's yes. just that we're just separate. That's the reason why we're That's what I told week. Paul. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, the, the judge informed me that. You know, hey Paul, I got to take out a loan to drive this week. Can we just do virtual? <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, so like, like every every episode is sponsored by Mitchell Rogers Home. Sean Rogers, the top one percent realtor in all of Arizona. If you're thinking of moving out to the Valley of the Sun, Sean is your guy. His description is in the video, as well as our links to iTunes, Spotify, podcasts, which all of these will be going to, as you guys know, as well as our Patreon, seven dollars and sixteen cents to join. So you get behind the scenes stuff. Which one, a lot of you caught the behind the scenes tight end episode that we talked about on the Patreon yeah. channel, which involved Mr. OJ Howard. So yeah, and um, yeah, we and we never released that episode. We never released that. That yeah. was that was the yeah. little nugget for you guys. We released it two weeks ago, Paul. Like I know. It's crazy, right? Have fun with OJ Howard. When you told me OJ Howard is a free agent, the thought never even crossed my mind and I stopped <laughs> like dead in my tracks. And when you say Evan Ingram and OJ Howard, I'm like my twenty eighteen draft just goes. <laughs> what do, are we picking him up are we picking him up okay what all right what 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 <laughs> you mean uh, so gigantic, gigantic humans that uh that can catch a football where do they grow these guys mario i, I don't OJ know oj howard is an inch taller than the rock and only like 12 pounds lighter where do they ca- where do they grow these people i don't know where they i don't know paul i don't you know there's so few of us in this world that oh are... god okay okay <laughs> As Paul likes to say, certain franchises are held together by duct tape and bubble gum. Well, I'm held together by cookies and Doritos. That's 100% true. That's 100% true. I am near the same dimensions of O.J. Howard, but you're not going to confuse us as far as the weight room goes. He ran a uh, 4-5-1 at the 40. That's not fair. You ran a 4-5-1 if you started at the 20. I I couldn't run a 4-5-1 in a car, Paul. You couldn't run 40. No, I couldn't run 40. <laughs> so anyway, let's get to the episode sometime today. A few moments later. Well, we've cut a bunch of episodes, you know, at the end of the season. So, you know, okay, who who played there last year in Buffalo? Who didn't play yeah. there last year? Beasley's been a name on there. I said jokingly on an episode that, you know, when they cut Star, they'll have enough money for this, this, and this. And you started laughing. And really, they're not going to cut Star. I'm like, yeah, yeah they are. So they yeah. get rid of Somebody even told me. They said, uh, they even commented. They said, with Marlowe um star and mongo all gone all your favorites you got to recycle my positions i'm like yeah i got sierra neal i got once rick bates comes back hopefully there's there's plenty there's There's plenty plenty to go around there's plenty to go around we start to talk about the culture in buffalo Mm -hmm. and 
certain things. You know, you talk about Shaq Lawson and Jordan Phillips wanting to come back to Buffalo. Yeah. Beasley and Starr, who were, you know, you got to think that they had some impact in that locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, doing what they did. Beasley, obviously, which will signal a change in the offense, I believe. I mean, you, you bring in O.J. Howard and you get rid of Beasley. I think, you know, Dorsey wants to put his own mark on this offense. I don't know if it's going to be a, a derivative yeah. of the EP or what, but that being said, what could you tell me? How does this shift the culture in Buffalo if it does? Losing two prominent stars that you've had, especially Mongo. Mongo was defending Allen all the time. I mean, that guy was a fighter. Right. Um, and then you, you bring in guys that have already been here. What does that say about the culture in Buffalo? It's wild, right? Because if you watch the press conferences of these guys that um had, that just recently signed, like Tim Settle is just a, an excite. He wanted Buffalo. Like Buffalo was the team for him, right? Yeah. He wanted it. You talk about Jordan Phillips, and Jordan Phillips said, "I didn't want to leave." You know, Brandon Bean and I talked about it, and I left. And it and doing that served its purpose. But this is where I wanted to be the entire time. But yeah. We we weren't going to be able to work it out, so I had to go. And then you look at Shaq Lawson. Shaq Lawson was on the opposite side of that. Shaq wanted to go. He yeah. wanted to go, and I think he quickly realized that the you know he spent his first year under Rex, but after that, you know, like this was the 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 house was getting built around him, and I I don't know if he kind of missed some of the long term messaging that was there. But yeah. Jack wanted to go, and then he bounced around. He put what was on three teams in the last two seasons. You yeah, know? I think so. Yeah. So uh, the fact that he that he could pick up the phone and be like, "Hey, can I come back?" And like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> but let me ask you this, Mark: Is this similar? This this you know the the retire the the revenge tour that these players are on? Right? Yeah, yeah. Is this similar to when uh, Bean and McDermott got here and they started bringing in players from Carolina? right that they were familiar with is this yeah. similar because you had a law where these players were gone you're able to establish you know entrenched culture is yeah. are these players returning is that similar to what we saw with them when they first got here i think it speaks it speaks volumes on a bunch of different levels i think they started to see what was being built i think everybody wants to be a part of a winner and you know I would be lying. I mean, these guys may have wanted to come back, but then when Von Miller signs, I think they're like, if you know, who am I to say <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> sign in Buffalo anymore? But this yeah. is what the Buffalo Bills do, and this is how the process goes. And this is why probably Bean is so, you know, they call him Big Baller Bean and what he does. He signed a bunch of these one or two year deals with these players. Now, you got to remember, you said with the Rex, he, you know, Shaq Lawson came in with the Rex deal. He wasn't, you know, usually players that don't come in with when there's a regime change, they usually don't last very long. No. Hughes is Hughes is, is, an, is an anomaly in that. Yeah. You know, they just they just saw the value in Hughes and they remember they Hughes, extended him early before he Kelvin. Kelvin was here for like. No, no, he was. Like I'm not talking coaches. about this current one, though. Well, no, I'm just saying current. that there's but those are it, they're few. There's only a few examples. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it is common that players get cycled out with, with Reed Ferguson. Changes. Yeah. I mean, Snapflow69 made it through a couple of regimes. (laughs) I love his Twitter handle. Um, That being said, you start to talk about, you know, maybe he wasn't part of the regime, and you start to see that. But that's what Bean does. Bean's like, listen, we signed to one or two of your prove-it deals. You proved it. You showed your wares, or you shopped your wares, and you showed what you the value that you have. We couldn't do it, like you said. We couldn't sign you. But you, we gave you the opportunity. We just didn't handcuff you Mm -hmm. to this this, uh, organization. 
if you want to come back, that's fine. You can come back another one year deal. But I think it speaks a lot to both Bean saying, okay, he's a, he's a, him and his staff are a good evaluator of talent. And they brought the guys in to prove themselves. And then once they prove themselves, they wanted to try to go to greener pastures to get money. But now they want to come back here because they want to be part of an organization that could possibly win a Super Bowl and be a champion. So if right. you if you are part of an organization that's a champion, we see it all over the NFL. What was the first thing that we said when Emmanuel Sanders signed in Buffalo? Like, hey, he's got a Lombardi. Mm-hmm. He's got that championship ped- pedigree. Let's bring him in. Let's bring these right. guys in that have rings. You know, you bring in Von Miller now. You know, it totally shifts the, the culture of what's happening in Buffalo. And I think, okay, Buffalo is a place where, okay, I want to go there. They have a winning culture. I'll sign a one or two year deal to try to prove my wares to the rest of the league, and then I'll go get my I'll go get my deal. Or if it works out, I'll stay there. You know, Isaiah McKenzie. You know what I mean? You talk about Isaiah McKenzie. So it's interesting, right? Because you just you just mentioned Emmanuel Sanders, and I was super big fan of the Emmanuel Sanders signing yes. back then. Uh, I still think it was the right move, right? Even though it cost mm-hmm. Gabe Davis snaps early in the season, uh, I still think you give your young players the opportunity to compete against. I, I think Emmanuel Sanders is a Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame level uh wide receiver yes. right if you look at the resume it's it's gonna be hard to keep him out right it's it, it's gonna yeah. be hard to keep him out um so i i think you you want your young players competing against guys like that but do you think von miller signs in buffalo had emmanuel sanders not come first and i ask that because there's oh. not a lot of connections to von miller through the players in buffalo right now That's right you know a lot of times these free agent deals they're about relationships, right? Jordan Phillips comes back and then he's already, he's on the phone with Shaq Lawson the minute he's talking about coming back, right? He's like, <laughs> yeah. listen, we got to, we got to refresh that gif. You know, we got to, we got to go. It's time to go. We got to refresh the gif. And, um, oh my God. Do you think, do you think Von Miller happens had Emmanuel Sanders not come to Buffalo? Well, I think there's an argument to be made that there might have been a phone call. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. I yeah. mean, the fact that Emmanuel Sanders goes there and he, he probably touted Josh Allen to him. You know, it was funny, too, because we were having discussions with Hashtag Nation talking about, you know, maybe Allen should go to the Pro Bowl to try to recruit some guys. Mm-hmm. You know, look at all the guys they brought in. I don't know if any of those guys were at the Pro Bowl, were they? Mm-hmm. Saffold was. Miller wasn't because he was in the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> you, yeah. know, you start looking at somebody. I don't think they were at the Pro Bowl. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um. I'm sure a phone call may have been made from Sanders to to mm-hmm. Miller. That could have been one where he's like, "Listen, man, you know, you go there and you you produce this whole the whole fan base will love you forever." Right? Like that's the way that they are up there. Well, I think there was a lot of you know concern from the fan base of, "Well, you can't cut Beasley because there were some strings attached to Beasley, right?" Like he was at the center of the NFL COVID, you yes. know, media attention. Uh, so it, it could look like a bad thing. Uh, the truth of the matter is that we were talking about just from a financial reason, Beasley was going to be a yeah. tough keep, right? Yes. Um, he was going to be a tough keep. And you look at Star, and Star sat out a season because of COVID, uh, right when he restructured his deal. And he really handcuffed the bills to him a season deeper than they intended, right? Yes. Because Star sat that year out, uh, league approved, right? He sat that year out. Yeah. Uh, that pushed his contract back a, a year. And Buffalo had just restructured him to try and get some space. And then that contract ended up not mattering. And then that contract jumps in the following season. So yeah. it, there were some there were some organizational issues and some noise that these players brought with them. I don't think any of that really plays in here. But 
I thought when the Bills were going to cut Beasley, like it was going to be it was going to be mayhem around here. But Buffalo waits, right? They let Cole Beasley miss the front of free agency where wide receivers are getting paid a ridiculous amount of money. And they waited until the wave was big enough from their free agent signings to say, we've released Cole Beasley, right? Yeah. It was sneaky. And I'm not saying it's, I, I'm not saying that it was, you know, um, that, that it was malicious, right? But no. it's how you do these things, right? Yeah. It just, mean, it's, it's the earmarks of a really well-run franchise. Like it's cutting Cole Beasley was going to be noisy, but signing Von Miller, that's eh, kind of noisier. Yeah. <laughs> No, but you, right. you, you, you start look at the other side of the ball, you know, and we know why star was signed mm-hmm. in Buffalo. It was one of the first signings that they had. Um, you know, it, 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 you, you didn't have uh, Washington yet as your defensive line coach. So, right. you know, McDermott was trying to get his defense in there. What better guy to be in the room than with yeah. star former first round pick who's played around Keekley, He's played around, you know, all these, you know, great players that have, had a successful defense with McDermott. So you put him in there. That's the, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So then when you finally bring back Lawson or you bring back Phillips who know the defense, mm-hmm. you know, and you got Oliver in his third year and you got all these, you, you, you don't really have a use for star with the amount of playing time that he had in right. the contract that was going to be, you know, it was going to be yeah. a big dead money hit. A lot of people were hoping that it was going to be a post June first cut. It's not because you need some of that money right now. And I understand that. Yeah, and that's another thing. Those post-June 1st cuts, you don't get that money till June 1st. No, no, you don't. A lot of people are thinking it's post-June, so you get that money now for the draft. You don't. Right, you don't. And and whatever is going to end up happening as far as the money that gets pushed to the following year because of that post-June 1st designation is going to bleed into Allen's contract and when his contract increases in salary cap number. So I get it. It was was the right move. Yeah. And I mean, we we could talk about how – you know, the Buffalo Bills, maybe all of these signings earmark, they're punting this draft because so much information of their draft is out on the open market mm-hmm. with a lot of their executives going to other places. They may be punting it. But yeah. let me give you a different perspective real quick, Paul, on the whole Beasley thing. Yeah. If Beasley was, let's say, let's say a team contacted the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. and said, we don't want to trade for him. But can you hang on to him after that first wave of free agency goes so we can afford him? We don't want to compete with anybody else. Do you think that they would have done that? Do you think the Bills because it doesn't seem like in the Bills' nature to do that to hold on to him yeah. after free agency, like a week, like three days into free agency? Do you think it was like, hey, listen, let a lot of the first wave of receivers go down? Um, I actually think it does make sense to hold on to him, uh, not only from a PR perspective, right? As I just mentioned, but yeah, um, think about it, right? You see Christian Kirk getting the money that he gets, Allen Robinson getting the money that he got. Like mm-hmm. you see some of these big Ray Ray McLeod got $10 million on this market. Oh, right? stop it. Well, I'm just stop saying, it. <laughs> wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be more prudent for a team that's looking for a wide receiver in the free agent market? Probably can't really afford one to say, Hey, listen, we'll just toss you a six for Cole. Cause he's $6 million. Right. Yeah. It's cheaper than the free agent market. It is. It right. Is. So it, yeah. it probably was a wise idea for them to hold on to it, to see, how crazy that wide receiver market was and just see if something came to them. So, you know, it it does make sense to me. Yeah. And probably because of the COVID um, issue, that could have been a thing. Maybe, you know, it could have been a thing for some teams. And you know what? There's some teams that, you know, there's some coaches that don't have their programs established yet enough to take on a guy like that. And maybe Mm -hmm. they, you know, maybe, um, maybe it's very, very interesting to see about the culture in, in Buffalo though. I find that very interesting. 
Yeah. And, you know, it, I think the highlight and wrap up this episode when talking about Phillips and when talking about Lawson coming back, they're coming back to the, the literal same defense they last, left a couple of a few seasons ago. Right. Yeah. The same defense. Yeah. And that's what's so crazy is that they left, signed big money deals, some lost and jumped to a couple teams and can come back. It's the same coordinator. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's <laughs> yeah. a litany of some different players, but for the most part, it's the same defense. Well, that's, right? that's how, can, how you get the opportunity. To you, do don't. you don't, it doesn't don't. happen in the NFL. And it might've been a selling point. It might've been a You walk in and you're, you're walking in as a starter. Right, exactly. You deal, and you're walking in as a starter to reestablish your value, go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do it? No brainer. It's no right. brainer. 